My son, be warned. To the making of many books, there is no end. I am sure we all can agree that the Watchtower definitely has a history of the writing of many books. You're listening to The Critical Thought, where we challenge our listeners to use critical thinking when examining the teachings of Jehovah's Witnesses. So yes, the Watchtower has written a lot of books, but they've also had a lot of books that are now in the trash. And as a result, that raises the critical thinking question. How can you publish the truth today and tomorrow is trash? And that's what this video is all about, going from truth to trash. Did you know that the Watchtower has a process for purging out old publications? In fact, someone sent us a letter which the elders received recently with instructions on how to do that, which books, which publications to literally take out of circulation and why. Because these things are heading to the trash. First of all, we have to establish the premise. What is the premise of the Watchtower's publications? What is their claim? Only by establishing this can we actually take that step back and ask that critical thinking question. I would like for Lady C to read something to you from the May 1st, 1992 Watchtower. And what it does, it clearly lays out exactly how Jehovah's Witnesses view the Watchtower published material. Take note. The May 1st, 1992 Watchtower, page 31. It is unlikely that someone who simply reads the Bible without taking advantage of divinely provided aids could discern the light. Did you catch that? The Watchtower teaches that their publications are divinely provided. Now that raises the critical thinking question. Why would you be throwing something that is divinely provided into the trash? At no point have you ever heard someone say, we need to take chapter three out of the book of Matthew. Or you've never heard someone say, we need to add six more verses into 1 Peter chapter 1. Why? Because that's what divinely provided material looks like. The Watchtower gave us a lot of flowery words to use, such as old light. This was our old understanding. And such words as food in due time. This is what they told us. But can you imagine how this would play out on a Bible study? Well, imagine if this particular Bible study has actually been doing some reading about Jehovah's Witnesses. He's been doing his own research, and he began to pose questions to the witness. Imagine if it went something like this. Uh, you mentioned that our understanding has changed. Who, who constitutes our? Could you tell me who, who, who makes up the our? Would that be you? Were you involved? When this teaching was changed? Well, of course, the witness knows that he had nothing to do with the teaching was changed. In fact, he didn't know anything about it until he was told. So the Bible study continues to press on. Well, so who is the hour? You said our understanding. Who makes up this hour? 
Well, of course, the witness then will fall back and say, well, that's the governing body. And he said, well, governing body? Who, who was that? What's the faithful and discreet slave? Who was that? Uh, well, that's the brothers in New York. Oh, do you have any pictures of who these people are that made the changes in teaching, you know, this is what God said today and tomorrow he's changing. Who are these people? Do you have a picture you can show me of these people? And he shows in a picture like this. Now, you said our understand. So it really was these eight gentlemen right here. It was what they understood the Bible to me. So if they're giving their understanding, would that not be nothing more than simply they're giving their opinion? You said it was our understanding or their understanding. So on this particular time, they understood the scripture to mean this. And now they understand the scripture to mean that. So were they just giving their opinion? Well, of course, the witness knows he can't say that what they was giving was an inspired interpretation. So now he is left with having to say, yeah, they were they were just giving you know, their best understanding, their opinion. Well, the Bible says they could ask a simple question. Well, okay, that's nice and good, but what do they got to do with me? <laughs> it's, it's, it's not inspired. It's, it's not infallible. So, I mean, they just gave their opinion. You know, I mean, if I brought you one of the books from my church and pastor wrote up on some scriptures, what he thought they understood they to be, what would you say? You would say it was just his opinion. Well, so that's what you were telling me, right? Because you guys are taking these books and no longer using them. And see, that's the whole point. We're talking about this whole process. We we just, as witnesses, we never thought about it. We were so we was we would go to conventions and we would see books released. And then only years later, those same books are thrown into the trash. What is so fascinating is that today. As I am making this video today, in a few more years, there are more books that the Watchtower will have that they have declared as being divinely provided aids from God. And where will they end up? Once again, they will end up in the trash, raising that critical thinking question. Now we're gonna just take a quick look at some of their teachings that have now been thrown into the trash. The truth that leads to eternal life, affectionately known by Jehovah's Witnesses all over the world as the Truth Book, was a Bible study textbook published in 1968 and revised in 1981, now out of print. The 1975 Guinness Book of Records included this book in its list of highest printings. According to the Watchtower Society, by May 1987, publication had reached well over 106 million copies in 116 languages. Isn't it something that the Truth Book has made the Guinness Book of World Records? And yet, because it has so many teachings that are completely unscriptural today, it is no longer in circulation. Take, for example, another publication that was considered divinely provided aids from Jehovah. It was known as the millions now living will never die. An interesting comment was made by one of the readers of this publication. We'd like to share it with you. Millions now living will never die by Joseph Franklin Rutherford. Dear Sir, 
the advance-proof pages of your brochure, Millions Now Living Will Never Die, which you kindly allowed me to read, have proved to be even more interesting than hoped for, and I embrace this early opportunity to express to you my sincere appreciation of the work. I am glad, indeed, to note that you treat the major part of your evidence from the standpoint of fulfilled prophecy. All going to show that a time would come when millions then living would never die. As the one who had the esteemed privilege of syndicating Pastor Russell's sermons in thousands of newspapers in many lands, I was naturally anxious to know how you would treat the prophecies so often referred to in Pastor Russell's sermons. For one, I am glad that you gathered such an array of evidence to substantiate your claims and to show the people, as a basis for the worthwhile hope, how they may live forever. Again thanking you and wishing you rich eternal blessings for your labor of love, I subscribe myself as Yours in the best of bonds. G.C. Driscoll Santa Monica, California, May 17, 1920 Here we have a sincere person who wanted to thank the Watchtower for all the evidence that they gathered that millions now living will never die. Well, Sad to say, all of these people have passed. Yes, more truth to the trash. And then we have an issue with the organ transplants and a brief history of the Watchtower's timeline for their acceptance. The December 22nd, 1949 Awake magazine, page 20, they actually support organ transplants and how they were originally described as wonderful and useful. And then we fast forward to November 15th, 1967, pages 702 to 704 of the Watchtower. The Watchtower Bible and Tract Society changed their attitude about transplants and said that it represented cannibalism. And this continued to be the case through the 1970s. Fast forwarding to March 15, 1980, questions from readers in the Watchtower, and the society basically overturned their decision, and transplants became acceptable once again. Can you imagine persons who have had family members who have died because of this teaching? And the list goes on and on of all these publications reaching all the way back to the first president that have gone through that process of being presented as divinely provided aids and now their ancient artifacts as they make their way to the trash. And once again, as we always tell people, do your research. We'd like to thank you for being in our audience. This has been JT. This program was sponsored by Critical Thinkers.